From the newsroom of The Washington Post, this is Post Reports. I'm Martine Powers. It's Friday, August 13th. So I've said some version of those words from the newsroom of The Washington Post pretty much every weekday afternoon for the past two and a half years. From the newsroom of the Washington Post. From the newsroom of the Washington Post. From the newsroom of the Washington Post. It's Wednesday, March 25th. It's Monday, July 13th. It's Friday, May 28th. And during the pandemic, I have been doing that from my closet at home, which is the closest thing that I can get to a studio. And in a lot of ways, I feel so lucky to be able to do my job from home and to keep myself and the people around me safe. But sometimes working on a thing every day at home from my little closet, it makes me feel like I'm losing my mind, which is why I wondered about how my friend Dave has handled doing something similar. Hey, 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 where do you think you're going? Outside for a walk. That's a corn tickets, pal. Here, you're three corn tickets short, and this is a clove of garlic. Hi, I'm Dave Jorgensen. I make TikToks for The Washington Post. So if you have never been on TikTok, it's this super popular app with lots of funny videos. And Dave is huge on TikTok. He is this recognizable face of The Washington Post for nearly a million followers. He makes these funny, timely, short videos about the news. And throughout the pandemic, he's been uploading two TikToks a day. He uses costumes, his dog, his armchair. There's this can of spam named Sam that keeps reappearing. Hey, guys, Dave, Sam and Pam here. I wanted to show you how to wear a face mask, okay? So the first step is you put it on. It's that easy. And all of this is happening from inside his apartment. The bedroom, that was officially banned uh, late April last year. I got like one angle in and then Monty, my wife, was like, we're not doing that anymore. You can't, you can't shoot the bedroom. It's like the one sacred place left. It's not allowed. Voluntarily, I said, I want to make two TikToks every day actually when we entered the pandemic. And of course, this was back when we thought it might be three or four weeks long. (laughs) Then it ended up getting a little bit longer than that. I feel like I can imagine some people who aren't on TikTok and aren't really familiar with what you do having the reaction of, wow, it's somebody's whole job to make TikToks. But my reaction is, this sounds like so much work making two TikToks every day. It sounds really hard and like low-key, it sounds sort of miserable. Okay, so first of all, let me just say thank you so much for just voicing that because I've done a couple of more than a few interviews where people are like, so it's just two a day. And and I don't think they mean it that way, but I'm like, yeah, it's, it's two a day. It's a lot. Two uh, like highly produced videos that you're yeah, making by yourself every yeah. day. And obviously you have some appreciation like from the, from just the audio aspect alone of, of what it takes to sort of even make something. What it's like to be stuck in a small box making content every day of your life forever and ever. Exactly. Yes. And, you know, of course they can sometimes be as short as six or seven seconds, but you know, even then the majority are around 30 seconds and there's a lot of writing and thought that goes into it. So yeah, it it can be, to me, the the creative part isn't as difficult. I I do kind of feel like generally speaking, I always have a bunch of different ideas and TikTok sort of 
is the perfect outlet for me because I I don't actually have ADD, but I have ADD in like a creative sense of I just want to try something new every day. Mm-hmm. So TikTok is perfect for me that, that it sort of rewards that burst of energy every morning. But in terms of, yes, the sameness of it and the production and, you know, the shooting and the editing and just trying to make it feel fresh after having shot every single angle of my apartment, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a challenge. Just making it fresh for everyone else who's watching because I... I noticed, for instance, there's a chair I sit in a lot of TikToks for. And I have at times I ban that chair. I, I impose a self-ban on sitting in that chair in TikToks <laughs> because it feels so sane. It's like it, it's yeah. like the one chair that you're just like, I cannot deal with this chair anymore. I can't do it. It's a wonderful chair too. And I love to sit in it in my free time, but I can't do it for the TikToks. Wait, is it the armchair? Because I feel like I've seen the armchair a lot in the TikToks. You have to start learning the difference between the editorial section and the news section of a newspaper. The editorial section is opinions, written by opinion writers and the editorial staff. They're totally separate, just like the two different chairs I just sat in for no reason. That's what it is. And, you know, at first I thought of it as a sort of, as a strength, uh, you know, you see, and I'm not comparing myself, but like a late night host will sit at the same desk every night. There's something, you know, reassuring about that. But I think in terms of TikTok, it doesn't work the same way. I think people are more likely to flip past it if they're like, oh, I think I've already seen this one. So I really think you have to kind of keep surprising them with something new every day. Part of me wonders, like, aren't you too old to be on TikTok? Yes. Like, I, and it feels like a strange world where even being, how I don't know how old you are, but even, even being whatever age you are feels like it's on the older end of like who can be successful on TikTok. Yeah, as someone who turned 30 uh, in the middle of all this, so I'm now 30, I certainly have that feeling of, oh, what <laughs> what do they think of me when they find me organically, especially now on TikTok that it's been around a little bit. And, you know, I'm not trying to be the the old guy that shows up at a high school party <laughs> and has no right to be there. Like, that's not at all what I'm trying to be. I'm, tr- I'm It's more like, hey, if you guys want to listen over here, I have some news. <laughs> maybe, maybe you'll learn something today. But I'm not trying to do the really hip or cool dances. And if I do, I intentionally do them poorly. Not that I am a good dancer, but I lean into the fact that I'm not a good dancer. So I think it's really part of, you know, I don't want to uh, ruin the party. I just want them to know like, hey, we're over here if you if you want to learn something on the app once in a while. And what do you think is a good example of that, of a TikTok where you were able to really like condense down a complicated story into something that was both understandable and also entertaining? I was able to combine a lot of things that were happening in Congress with certain TikTok memes, like for instance, the sea shanties. What will we do with a drunken sailor? I actually don't remember this. He's on TikTok. Can you explain that? Perfect. Then I get to explain it to you. And then here's the best part. I wouldn't have to ex- have explained anything to it when and I could show you the TikTok and you would still find it funny. That's that's what we really accomplished. Because what happened on TikTok was essentially you had like one or two people singing these old sea shanties, pretty much the same tune. Uh, like they're all pretty much singing the same one. And then other people were duetting it. And on TikTok, a duet means you basically record a video alongside another TikTok. And so you can have two, basically two people singing together. And then people can duet that. So, so everyone's harmonizing. Then you have people playing different instruments. And so essentially what happens is you actually have a pretty well-produced song. And so in this case, there was one sea shanty that was going around that was incredible. And so I took that audio, as you do on TikTok, 
and I incorporated it into a story about Congress. And then I used all the green screen effect and all these different things where I was pretending to be all these different members of Congress singing along to the sea shanty. And so if you're on Twitter and you saw this, you hadn't seen any of the sea shanties on TikTok, you just thought it was funny because the, the sea shanty was so good and just watching Congress sing together was really funny. Then if you're on TikTok, you really like the sea shanties and you're into that and you're just laughing at that. And then you actually learned about what was happening. Good afternoon, colleagues. You know, I'm not sure there's much more we can say about impeachment, but I thought we could... Okay, so what I'm seeing here is basically it's like this is the moment where members of Congress are debating whether or not to impeach the president. And that's a very serious conversation. But instead, in this like TikTok world, they're breaking out into song, these sea shanties. There once was a ship that put to sea. The name of the ship was a bully of tea. The winds blew up her bird up turn up below my bully boys blow. Soon may the woman come. As much as it can be fun and absurd to, I imagine, to be making like videos from your house all day long, every day until the end of time, like I'm sure that there are frustrations to that or that it feels a little crazy making at times, just being silly, but also being stuck inside of your house. I don't know. Like, is that something you've been struggling with? You know, I would be struggling even more with it now if we didn't have a kind of clear end date. You know, like I know that we're going back to work at a certain time now. So that that has helped a lot. It's sort of like if you're on the treadmill and you know, okay, I only have three minutes left. I could I could probably do this. But right now, and for a while, it was like we were on a treadmill and I had no idea how much longer I was gonna have to be running. Or and it was just it it was a little bit daunting. So there was definitely that level of how much longer can I make this sprint work. Uh, as I mentioned, I thought it was gonna be three weeks long and now it's over a year of these two a day TikToks. So I don't want to say the word, it's not so much that it's frustrating, it's more just how do I keep this fresh, not only for me, but for everyone else. We'll be right back with more from Dave after this quick break. So... One of the reasons why I'm talking to you today is because you have now written a book that is called Make a TikTok Every Day, which considering the conversation that we've just had, like, why would you wish that upon anyone (laughs) to have to do this every single day? I think they wanted the title to be How to Make a TikTok Every Day. But my point was, I don't think I could write that into a book. I think that's almost better as a YouTube video to describe how you use TikTok. Like you have to be standing in front of someone holding the phone, showing them how to do different things on the app. And so my approach was, why don't I just give a bunch of different ideas for TikToks that people can take or leave? And and some of them are one sentence long. Some of them are like a page long. And I very much approached it in the sense of like, if you ever took like a writing class in high school or college where it was, here's a writing prompt and you have to write about this for the next half hour. That's what it was of like, here's a pretty open-ended idea and can you turn it into something else? In some cases, a very specific idea, but I did 365 of those for the book. And I, and I love how it turned out, but actually my favorite part was the interviews I did. So each chapter is sort of a genre of TikTok, whether it's you know just straight up music, lip sync type TikToks or alt TikToks or history TikToks or wholesome TikToks or any, there's 12 different times, animal TikToks. And each of those starts with a interview with a, a creator who sort of specializes in that type of TikTok. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like you learned about TikTok from doing all those interviews with TikTok creators? It's really funny because I I did those interviews September, October last year. 
And then, you know, we finalized the book and made sure everything was ready. And, and I was told, you know, it's probably going to come out in June. And when I got the first copy in April, I was, I kind of looked back at the interviews for the first time in about four or five months. And I was like, oh my God, I've been incorporating the things that they were telling me into TikToks almost subconsciously. Uh, or even just their styles. And, you know, there's a chapter called Explainer TikToks. Jack Corbett, who works for NPR's Planet Money, and he makes these like crazy, hilarious, like 59 second long TikToks that are just... I've seen those. They're very good. They're very like absurd and strange. As it breaks, like an asset bubble. So you sucks. I would trade my soul to make like a really good economics TikTok. It's so good. It's it's like intellectual or adult swim with with more of a point. Like it's all like there's so much happening and it's so interesting. And he explains a topic really well. And in fact, when we did that interview, I was asking like, how do you know these things? So he's like, I, I don't. I just read about it from NPR and then I make the TikTok the next day. And so I think he almost gave me the sort of permission to be like, it's okay to approach an article I didn't know anything about yesterday and to just get to know it really well that day and then turn around and try to explain it in a TikTok the next day. So I have Jack to 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 credit or blame, depending on your perspective, for the TikToks that are much more longer explainer now, because I, I really, talking to him, I felt uh, sort of rejuvenated, uh, excited to, reinvigorated rather, to um, make these longer explainer TikToks. And then, you know, this alt TikTok, which is basically just really weird TikToks. I talked to someone whose who's ad is Chunky's Dead. Her name's Melissa. And she just, she has this phrase that's stuck to me and I can never get out of my head. That's quantity over quality. And really what it meant was that it's better just to keep trying to post weird things than to spend too much time on one TikTok. It sounds a little bit like she's saying like, be online all the time, but it's not. As she explained it to me, it was more like, just don't overthink what you're posting because once you do, it's really not for TikTok. TikTok is a platform where authenticity is is rewarded. And so this sort of quantity over quality thing that the way she views it is, is you don't want to try to make it so produced that you're now sending the next day, like making five different drafts, trying to make it work. You should just feel like, oh, this is what I wanted to do and I'm going to try it and then post it and then just move on to the next thing. So those interviews, all, all those interviews just gave me some kind of like great amount of advice where I absolutely incorporated it into the the post TikToks. Do you have, um since you know when you will be returning to work, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, do you have like a vision for what that first TikTok is going to be? I have a vision for not only that, but the last TikTok here. And I've known that for like a very long time of what that's going to be. And and I don't want to spoil it, but Sam... I feel like Sam, this is the Game of Thrones finale or something. I know. That's, you know, it's so funny you say that because I'm like, well, this is so funny in my head and has been so funny for so long. What if it's the Game of Thrones finale? And everyone goes, that sucked. But I, <laughs> I, but I, I feel very confident about it. Sam the Spam is, is directly involved in... This has been planned from almost the beginning. So um, I really am excited about laying the, Easter eggs along the exactly. way. Exactly. They've all, it's, it's, it'll make perfect sense and hopefully uh, people will laugh at it. Dave Jorgensen makes TikToks for The Washington Post. If you want to check out what makes Dave's work so funny and so magical, we are going to share a list of some of my favorite of Dave's TikToks. We'll put a link to that in our show notes and at postreports.com, where you can also find a link to Dave's new book, Make a TikTok Every Day. This story was produced by Jordan Marie Smith, the self-proclaimed TikTok scholar on the Post Reports team.
that's it for Post Reports. Thanks for listening. So we heard from a listener about a story on Wednesday's show about the dog named Nathan. He goes crazy every time he hears his owner playing Bach on the piano. A listener named Agni had a theory about what's really going on inside of Nathan's head. What if that dog is just singing along? It could be just actually like feeling the melody. If you've got thoughts on a post report story that you want to share, we would love to hear it. Email us or send us a voice memo at postreports at washpost.com. Today's show is mixed by Renny Svernovsky. Our executive producer is Maggie Penman. Our senior producer is Rena Flores. Our editors are Alexis Diao and Ted Muldoon, who also composed our theme music. Our producers are Lena Muhammad and Jordan Marie Smith. Ariel Plotnik and Renny Svernovsky are associate producers. Sabi Robinson and Emma Talkoff are assistant producers. Our intern is Corey Suzuki. The post-director of audio is Renita Jablonski. I'm Martine Powers. We'll be back on Monday with more stories from The Washington Post.